You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. Gracias a todos, muchísimas gracias, reverendo Clay y reverendo Jorge. Uh, gracias también a toda la congregación de Hillsborough. Y ustedes son muy especiales para nosotros, ya lo mencionaba Clay también. Eh, nos hemos sentido bastante amados, queridos en este espacio y es un lugar muy importante para nosotros. Tenemos muchos recuerdos lindos y para mí es una grata oportunidad poder estar aquí nuevamente ahora en esta nueva modalidad de servicio en línea, lo cual el calor siempre se siente igual de, de, de esa frescura, ¿no? Tan cercano. Thank you so much, Reverend Clay and Reverend Jorge, uh, for allowing me to give uh, a part of the word and having this huge privilege to me and, and what it means actually this congregation, this beautiful congregation that has welcomed us and which is a very special family for, for my family, for me. So for me, it's like uh, in a certain way coming home Um, even like now we are gathering as a whole church now in this new, uh, in, this, in, this, in this new way to do church, right? Um, that sometimes can be a challenge, but now we understanding that it's coming like an extended ministry now that allows to connect with different people around different places. I have several friends now that I'm sharing Uh, the transmission with um, the, 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 the YouTube live with some friends in Central America, South America. So they are also attentive So what is happening in this place. So thank you so, so much. All right. Um, how, what a privilege. Having the first sermon in this time of Advent. Qué privilegio para mí poder estar en este primer servicio de Adviento. Y cuando yo pensaba más o menos qué podía predicar para este tiempo de Adviento, una de las palabras que se me venía a la mente era la esperanza. Pero qué difícil es tener esperanza, en especial en un año como este. Un año que nos ha demandado tanto, nos ha exigido al máximo. Pero en ese sentido podemos ver también la gracia de Dios y hemos visto la solidaridad con el cual el pueblo se ha volcado el uno al otro en diferentes partes del mundo. When I was thinking about writing this sermon, Um, and actually thinking what's the best message that I could give, it was difficult, actually. Because in this first time of Advent, in this first Sunday of Advent, uh, well, the common word that comes to me is hope. But how difficult is to talk about hope in a, in a year like this? That is so unusual with so many challenges that has put us to the limits in several ways. But again, Uh, it has been a, a year of resilience. It has been the year of hope also, where we've been allowed to share our solidarity and express in different uh, ways of ministry. And this church in particular is an example of that uh, humanly uh, and also godly work 
in the community. So thank you to all of you for the great work that you are doing, for your love for, for the world and your neighbors. Así que gracias por ese lindo mensaje de esperanza, ese, esa linda manera que ustedes tienen de compartir todos los dones que Dios ha dado con ustedes. Talking now from the scriptures that we read in this morning, uh, hablando un poco de las escrituras de esta mañana, cuando el pueblo regresaba del exilio a Jerusalén, surge este grito de auxilio e impotencia esperando la respuesta de Dios. Jerusalén se encontraba en ruinas, la gente sin esperanza, y ellos esperaban en cierta manera que Dios descendiera como lo había hecho en, en los tiempos del éxodo, en los tiempos del exilio, como fuego, como humo que descendiera del cielo. Y en realidad Israel se encontraba con una lucha bastante fuerte, trataba de encontrar su identidad, así como lo había hecho durante el desierto. Going through the scriptures, when the people of God, the people from, from Israel, they came back from the exile to Jerusalem, it comes this new shout of looking for help. And, 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 this, and this was a difficult time. And they were actually waiting for the answer of God. Jerusalem, after the exile, was totally destroyed. It was in ruins, basically. There was not enough food, not opportunities. And now this group of people comes to a new, different land, which probably was like several generations after the first, uh, after the first exile. It was an, un an unknown place. And actually how difficult to, they, they found probably at this time with different people, uh, different uh, challenges. And they were actually waiting from God to intercede in, 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 in that God could descend from the heavens like fire, like it showed us in the Exodus. And also, the people from the exile were struggling to find their own identity as they were struggling during the times in the desert. Sabemos como creyentes que Dios desciende para salvar en la imagen de Cristo su práctica y su mensaje. Dios responde a los clamores de su pueblo y el consuelo del que se habla en el Isaías 40 se vuelve real. Primero porque tenía que haber para Israel un reconocimiento o como se diría en español un ajuste de cuentas de la devastación que estaban experimentando. Debían nombrar el sufrimiento y asumir la responsabilidad de su parte para que no solo recibieran la intervención de Dios, sino que pudieran participar en ella con corazones humildes. En Isaías 64 se expresa el anhelo de que Dios haga algo. Pero también expresa el lamento Comenzando en el versículo 5 y continuando hasta el final, el final, el lamento sería una parte necesaria para recibir la nueva vida que Dios tenía en mente para Israel. We know as believers of God and people in this beautiful congregation that God um, comes to us to save us in the image of Christ. It's practice, it's word, and it's message. God's response to, to our shouts, to our prayers through the people and console us. So we can find in, the, in Isaiah chapter 40, when it comes real, 
And then um, we find like uh, that Israel recognized that from the time of devastation and experimenting the suffering, they were actually getting a new responsibility and a new awareness of their situation and what it actually was necessary so God could intercede. It was necessary in a certain way passing through pain so they were be able to recognize their humility and also their necessity also of God. In Isaiah 64 uh, express the, 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 the desire, the dreams of that God could do something to change their reality, but also express their lament, beginning in the verse 5 and continuing to the end. The lament will be a necessary part to receive the new grace, the new life of God that God has meant for the people of Israel. Cuando yo recuerdo esta, estos pasajes bíblicos, me remonto a la primera vez cuando me tocó salir de casa y, y regresar a Honduras para tratar de buscar una oportunidad de poder crecer. Mucho antes nos había tocado salir de Honduras en una situación muy difícil en la cual ninguno de nosotros queríamos irnos de nuestro país. Teníamos nuestros recuerdos, nuestras familias. Pero nos tocó por las situaciones de violencia que se viven en Centroamérica. Y después, años más tarde, me toca que me, separarme de mi familia porque no había la oportunidad para poder seguir con una visa aquí en los Estados Unidos y tenía que regresar a Honduras, a un país que era desconocido, porque mi familia y yo siempre habíamos estado juntos y no tenía mucha cercanía con familiares externos de otros núcleos de, de, de mi familia, de parte de mamá o de papá. Y prácticamente me tocó estar solo un tiempo, estuve con mi hermana, y fue un tiempo muy difícil y me tocó pasar situaciones complicadísimas que a la misma vez me fueron ayudando a ir creciendo como persona. When I remember about this scripture, it's the, time, the first time that I have to move away from my family and going back to Honduras. The first, the first year, the first time that I left as well with my family, it was a, a very difficult situation due to the violent uh, that exists in Central America. We didn't want to leave our country. I had my friends, the people that, in the places that I love to go and, and, and I enjoy at that time. But due through the realities that many people suffer in Central America and, and some threats that my family received, we were forced to leave the country. In several years, I have to move back to Honduras again because my status and my visa was uh, expiring. And then I, I was in this new situation of returning to Honduras in a place that actually was, in a certain way, unknown to me, due like for the ministry and the work of my family, we always work together in different communities. So I didn't have the chance to enjoy with some other relatives from my family. So it was like coming to a new place and then moving to Costa Rica, trying to look for the theology studies in a new place with different people in a, in a different situation. In our culture, in Latin American culture, uh, I would like to, to, to explain this a little so you can understand. As families, uh, the idea of unity or being together is a very important thing. It's very difficult for us when someone from our members, from, from the core family, has to move away 
especially if it's in situations of violence or great necessity. That's why situations like the separation or of children and their mothers and parents at the border is so traumatic for many of us. Because the idea of the Latin American families is like, uh, we are together in the good or in the bad. And probably you understand this, but I would like to make clear for, for our culture how difficult it is to be away. And also sometimes the situation that, I, that we live with my sister, Cecia, uh, we are very glad that she is here with us in a certain time of the year, but then when it comes to separation, we suffer again, and it's difficult. So here I, here I was in, in this new place in Honduras, with a, in a place that I didn't know actually, and it was difficult to me trying to get used to the, the new ways to do things now for my own. Um, sometimes when I was sick, it was difficult. I, I definitely miss my family. But then, in that suffering, I was growing at the same time. And I discovered for myself that God became my father and my mother. God became my sister. And all that was important to me. And that, to have the idea, gave me, gave me the strength to move forward and to try everything possible to be reunited with them. Now I'm gladly and happy with a new family. I have my wife and my children which I suffer every time that I have to leave and, and, and I have to, to just to skip a day of hugs and kisses with Alessio that I enjoy him so, so much. And it's difficult, and I can't imagine to be separated away from them. But now I understand that but probably I wouldn't understand that if I couldn't have the chance to pass through that situation of that suffering that makes me humble that makes me to recognize the great value of family, the great value of together. Por eso es que para mí era tan difícil poder separarme de mi familia. Yo no podría imaginar estar en un nuevo lugar si en realidad saber lo difícil que me iba a costar tratar de cocinar para mí cuando estaba enfermo, pasar solo. Era difícil encontrarme en un nuevo lugar. Y a veces mi hermana Cecia, por ejemplo, a veces cuando ella viene, nosotros nos alegramos mucho, pero sufrimos bastante a la hora que tenemos que separarnos. Porque en nuestra cultura latina, la idea de la familia, la idea de estar juntos es algo bien importante. Y imagino que algunos de ustedes lo sabrán. Pero en esos momentos de soledad y sufrimiento, fue cuando me di cuenta de que Dios se convirtió en mi papá. Dios se convirtió en mi mamá, en mi hermana. Y Dios se convirtió en todo aquello que yo necesitaba para ese momento y me hizo darme cuenta de, mi, de la humildad que era necesaria poder pasar para seguir adelante. In this time of Advent, I would like to, to invite you to think in what ways this year has shaped our own personality, our own way to do things our own way to, to think about life. This is something historical. Uh, I'm kind of nervous to know that, that I'm doing the first Advent <laughs> in this historical year. And it's difficult sometimes to me talking in ways, how can we grow and what can we learn from this experience? I'm very glad that I had my father here celebrating his birthday. I'm so grateful. But I'm also aware that there are several families that they lost their beloved ones due to this pandemic, due to the natural disasters. And this is so, so difficult. 
And now I'm thinking, how can we celebrate these holidays in a frame like this? To think about a, a member that is, 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 is not going to be there. Maybe the members that were not in Thanksgiving for several families here in the States. Thousands of families that will not celebrate Christmas in Central America through the natural disasters. People that is, that is having hunger, not having hope. So it's difficult. In, in some days ago, I was trying to share with some friends that I have on, on, on Facebook and the, and, the, and, the, and the media, in the, in the social media, inviting my friends like, to have some kind of restraint ourselves at the time of uploading pictures to Facebook of celebration. I'm not saying that you don't have to celebrate. Celebrate life, be thankful, but also let's have some consideration for those ones that this Christmas, this holidays, will have a different flavor. Y eso es algo que les quería decir. A la hora de publicar publicaciones en Facebook, tengamos un poquito de mesura. Porque este año, que es tan diferente, ahora se siente distinto. No todos y todas familias, amigos, van a estar con nosotros en este lugar, celebrando la Navidad, celebrando el Año Nuevo. Algunos no tienen ni casa para poder celebrar junto con sus familias. Por eso es, es difícil. Y no digo que no seamos agradecidos. Yo estoy agradecido por el cumpleaños de mi papá, poder, poder celebrar con él. Pero ¿cuántas familias habrán perdido a sus padres? Y esta, este año se ve difícil. Pero again, probably we are suffering. Probably we have the, the, the longing from God to come to us and give us hope and change this, this reality for the good of the whole world, for our families and communities. And probably this lament, shout to God, to Him, is the, the shout, is the, the ask, is the prayer of the ones that look the truth in the deepest wounds of the world at a higher cost to seek peace. Tal vez ese lamento es un grito dirigido. Es el grito de quienes ven en la verdad las profundas heridas del mundo y el costo de buscar la paz. Espero que podamos tomarnos el tiempo para clamar a Dios, para expresar nuestro dolor, nuestro sufrimiento que vemos y experimentamos sabiendo que Dios es fiel. Cuando comenzamos de esta manera, nos abrimos a la sanación, a la curación, a la restauración, con los ojos y el corazón abiertos. Estamos listos y listas. Que Dios venga y haga nuevas todas las cosas. When we could take a time to pray to God and express our suffering, our pain, and also the suffering that we experience, knowing that about everything, about the sorrow, God always will be faithful. And God will always be there with us, no matter what. Walking in our suffering, crying and weeping with us, joying with us, having comfort to all of us. When we begin in this way, 
we will be open to heal ourselves, recognizing our vulnerability, recognizing that we cannot alone, and therefore there is a family, a family of faith, a family of friendship, that also God works through them. In that way, we will be restored with open eyes, with a heart willing of love and hope, wide open, we will be ready to receive God so he will come to our lives and he will do all the things new. That's our prayer. That's our hope. And we, in this time of Advent, we hope for the healing of the world, for the healing of people, for solidarity, and also to be grateful for what we have and also be thoughtful for the ones who have lost everything. This is the year of love. This is the year of unity. Este es el año de la esperanza y de la unidad. Gracias, que Dios te bendiga. God be with us always. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.